Welcome to the February Pensions podcast from the Stevenson Harwood Pensions Law team. You can subscribe and listen on iTunes and Stitcher or by visiting our website at www.shlegal.com. I'm Mark Cashpole, a consultant in the pensions team, and I have with me Chris edwards Earl, a senior associate in the team. Today, the topics we are going to look at include the pensions regulator's consultation on a new defined benefit funding code of practice, the impact of Brexit on pensions law, and proposals by the FCA to require climate-related disclosures by personal pension schemes. Firstly, however, we are going to consider the scope of the pensions regulator's powers under the Pension Schemes Bill. Thanks, Mark. As the new Pensions Bill awaits royal assent, the pensions regulator is one step closer to wielding its enhanced powers, which it considers essential to avoid future calls on the PPF, or the Pension Protection Fund. These powers have concerned some, particularly the scale of criminal sanctions and the significant discretion granted to the regulator in how it uses them. Helpfully, however, Guy Opperman, Minister for Pensions and Financial Inclusion, has guaranteed that the new criminal sanctions and information gathering powers will not be applied retrospectively. This would be a departure for the regulator's previous practice, as it has not considered itself fettered in this way before, most not- notably in the case of Bots Clever, where it exercised its moral hazard powers long after the relevant events occurred, and where those events occurred before the regulator's regime was brought in. Opperman also confirmed that the regulator would be undertaking a consultation exercise on its new powers, and producing guidance as to how they would be exercised. Further information on this topic can be found in our recent Pension Schemes Bill publication. Thanks, Chris. The Pensions Regulator has also published its interim response on the Defined Benefit Funding Code of Practice Consultation. As a reminder, the consultation asks for views on a number of proposals, including the creation of a twin-track regime for valuations to be known as the fast-track and bespoke-track routes. The regulator's interim response is brief and highlights concerns that were raised by respondents on the proposed twin-track regime. It mentions concerns that fast-track guidelines would result in some schemes levelling down and that there would be an increased evidential burden for schemes submitting a bespoke track valuation. The regulator believes that some of the concerns come from misunderstandings which it will clarify in later communications. A second consultation is due to be published in the second half of 2021. The Department for Work and Pensions launched a consultation in December 2020 on proposals to restructure and increase the pension scheme general levy from April 2021. The general levy is an annual charge payable by trustees of registrable occupational and personal pension schemes, which helps fund the pensions regulator, the pensions ombudsman, and the money and pension service. The levy is calculated by reference to the number of scheme members and has not increased since 2008-2009. The DWP intends to take action to address the deficit in the funding of these bodies, which is expected to be around 80 million in 2021. The DWP has also said it wishes to address concerns that the current levy rates are not equitable because they do not reflect the fact that levy bodies apply more resources to defined benefit pension schemes than other types of schemes. The DWP has proposed three options, and its favoured option is to introduce separate levy rates for defined benefit, defined contribution, master trust, 
and personal pension schemes, and to increase rates progressively over the next three levy years. The consultation closes on 27th of January 2021. Thanks, Chris. We'll now have a quick look at the impact of Brexit on pensions law. When the UK left the EU on 31st of January 2020, a transition period started during which the relationship between the UK and the EU continued as if the UK was still a part of the EU. That Brexit transition period ended on the 31st of December 2020. While significant aspects of UK pensions law derive from the EU, these have mostly been incorporated into UK law. UK pensions law is therefore largely unaffected by the ending of the transition period. There are, however, a number of practical considerations that both trustees and employers should bear in mind as a result of the Brexit process. The main consideration is likely to be market volatility, compounded by significant economic uncertainty as a result of COVID-19. Sponsors of defined benefit pension schemes may find that their businesses are adversely affected and trustees will need to be aware of changes to employer covenant. Consideration may need to be given to whether current integrated risk management strategies, investment strategies and covenant monitoring continue to be appropriate. Trustees should also consider if there are any opportunities arising as a result of changing market conditions. The other area of note is data protection. There was some concern that the UK would be deemed a third country for data protection purposes following the end of Brexit transition period. This would have had an impact on schemes where member data is transferred to or from an EEA country. However, the UK-EU trade deal allows personal data to flow freely from the EU and the EEA to the UK for up to an additional six months in order to allow time for adequacy decisions to be adopted. Nevertheless, the Information Commissioner's Office does recommend that, as a precaution, those who receive personal data from the EU and or the EEA should put in place alternative transfer mechanisms in order to safeguard against any future interruption of the flow of data. For more information, please see our briefing on the impact of Brexit on pensions law. Thanks, Mark. For our final topic, we'll consider the proposed extension of environmental, social and governance considerations in the pensions world. The Pension Schemes Bill contains powers for regulations to be made, imposing requirements on trustees regarding climate change. Last summer, the DWP published a consultation suggesting that one use of this regulation-making power would be to enable recommendations set out by the Task Force on Climate-Related Financial Disclosures to be mandated for certain occupational schemes. With regards to FCA-regulated pension schemes, the FCA has announced that it is planning to consult early this year on applying similar disclosure obligations onto personal pension schemes. This year could, therefore, see both occupational and personal pension schemes, of certain sizes at least, being required to disclose against TCFD requirements. Further information on this topic is available in our ESG brochure. Thanks, Chris. That's all for this month's podcast. Further detail and additional topics can be found in the February snapshot. And in our briefings mentioned, which are all available on our Pensions Hub at www.pensionshub.com.
You can listen to this podcast again and subscribe to the series on iTunes or Stitcher or on the Pensions Hub. Thank you and goodbye.